Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. One of the definitions of launch is to start or set in motion. And every creative person has to do it. So what are the secrets to a successful launch? With eight to 10 hours a day, I was like literally emailing people one by one. I don't really check my numbers. You know, I don't really listen to the podcast. I'm able to do it again, but as a normal person. Welcome to Anna David's Launchpad. Hi guys, it's me, Anna David. Can you believe this? It's episode 300. Now, a lot of podcasters would be doing something very special, and I am doing something very special. I'm having a guest today who I recently published, and um, so it is a full celebration. It is the podcast meets the company meets um, the number 300. Uh, My guest today is Courtney Friel. She's best known for her work as a news anchor on KTLA in Los Angeles, but she used to be a national correspondent for Fox News. She's got her own podcast. It's called Keeping It Freel Conversations on Recovery. And her book, which I am so proud to have published, is called Tonight at 10, Kicking Booze and Breaking News. You can find out more about Courtney uh, and grab the book at CourtneyFreelBook.com. The book is also now avail- available on Audible and As if that wasn't good enough, there's show notes. Yes, if you would like a full transcript of this show, and why not? Um, If you would like to know Courtney's tips, if you would like uh, so much more, all you have to do is go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash Courtney, and all of that can be yours for the price of free. So, Uh, Courtney, we really get into it. Um, Her top tips have to do with, well, avoiding traditional publishing. Um, That's something that I talk about a lot and why it's important to find your news angle, what it is about your book that makes it newsworthy. So with that, I give you episode 300, my conversation with Courtney Friel. Okay, so this is super fun, right? I've already introduced you, so you don't know that. Courtney, <laughs> we're sitting in the quote-unquote booth where you recorded your audiobook. How it's nice to be this? back in here. And you guys can't see it, but it's really cute. It has wallpaper of books on shelves. That I love in it. a video looks just like books. But you know this is getting dismantled, and we're, in fact, building a real studio. Well, then I was in the OG version. I know. And seeing this with how it was when I came over to your party made me want to do my Audible book here. Okay, so this is a super fun conversation for so many reasons. One, you are, well, the second person I've had on where I actually published the book. But we've had such a, like, long and interesting history. And plus, you're in launch right now. Right. You know? So... Okay, so so let's talk about your decision to write a book. 
What happened? Well, I have 10 years sober now. Mm -hmm. And when I was six years sober, that's when I came out, so to speak, on my social media. People in my life knew that I was sober, but I never shared it with fans. And so once I did that in the past four years, the floodgates just opened with people insta messaging me. How did you do it? What was your story? What tips do you have for myself or my loved ones? And I thought it would just be really easy if I had a book where I could say, read my book. And so I felt the need for it. And also I wanted to give back and I wanted to help people because I kind of, and I think you feel the same way too. Like we didn't plan this in our lives to get sober, but then we enjoyed it so much, especially the longer amount of time that you have in sobriety. Maybe the beginning isn't that much fun. But I feel like I've stumbled upon this secret or this gem. And so I wanted to be able to share that. Yeah, I know. Uh, My beginning was fun. I remember your beginning. I was there in the (laughs) day-to-day. And um, yeah, I think that, yeah, people don't know that that a lot of people don't understand that if you stick with it, it's going to get a lot better. Yeah, and I have heard a lot of stories of people having fun in the beginning, too. I think if you hang out with a lot of sober people and do social things with sober people, then that will be helpful. That kind of wasn't a part of my story. You were married. I was married, plus I was also losing my career kind of at the same time because when I came back from rehab rehab I like lost all my airtime so it was kind of like I didn't know that yeah, it was kind of like a double whammy for me because all I cared about was my career and partying and it right. seemed like I was losing, losing my both. entire identity wow okay so you decide to write a book so you're six years sober and or you know and you're getting these dms and you decide to write a book and so some of this stuff we can get into but some of it is like you you wrote a proposal you were going to go traditional right i kind of i feel like i did everything not the right way and i talked to so many people and so except many me different i know but even with you like i wasn't quite exactly sure what your right. publishing deal was like i thought you were working for someone right and maybe you were at one point it, i mean that never has gone well for me That's but thing, i have I, for, I just couldn't comprehend like i would google articles about it and i would have you know other author friends, either self-published or the traditional way. Everybody gave me advice. And it was like, I was so busy and that I just couldn't, I couldn't get it all. And then I was uh, this woman who kind of ended up being like my coach and she helped me with write the proposal. We worked on that for a year, all of 2018. And she kind of taught me the traditional way of getting a publisher. Mm -hmm. So then that was what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Now, looking back, having self-published, I didn't even need the proposal. Technically, you did not self-publish. Technically, the term is you hybrid published with me. Oh, I like it. Yeah, much better. Hybrid published. You were an indie. Indie indie published. Much better than self. Right. Um, So, yeah. So that, I know people don't get that that's like a countdown to heartbreak, even if it works out. It's this crazy time and money investment that rarely works out. Or I don't, I didn't have the time. Like I have a friend who did, he took nine months off of work. He wasn't in a relationship. He didn't have kids. He taught himself how to do it all. And I mean, he built his own little recording studio, edited his own audible track, edited almost everything for his book. Like he just taught himself how to to do that. He's like, just do that, Court. Just do that. And I was like, 
when? I have zero extra yeah. hours in my day. Like, and why? Why learn things that you aren't going to do for the rest of right. your life? Well, you I know? guess he was out of, out of the job at that point. Right. So he wanted to keep it all on the back end, right? Right, right. Well, um, so and so then w- basically we swept in, I, I think it was a month before your release date. I think it was three weeks. Three before. weeks before yes. your release date. You had Anna a different. Anna was my angel and rescued me. Um, that, why do you think I wanted you on this show? Um, <laughs> so you, different title, uh, cover similar. You came up with that cover concept. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it's half an image of me in my wasted days meshed with half an image of me like with the spiritual Buddha meditation pose on the anchor desk. Love it. And and so let's talk about the launch since I was so intrinsically involved. I'm going to sort of step out and like like you know what we had which most books don't is we had like a really juicy tidbit. <laughs> Right. Several. And there was this, you know, it was sort of deciding, you know, I know the person you'd worked with before said, don't even keep that stuff in the book. It's too risky. Right. And and then, um, you know, and basically I have this way that I like to launch books with the advanced reader team and all this Well, like I said, everything didn't go like as planned. And yet it's been a bestseller since it came out. Right. And you're doing media every day to and promote I have, it. I have 46 reviews right now. That's amazing <laughs> without our advanced reader team. So, yeah. So, you know, the way that we usually do it is like, yeah, we gather this team and you have so many people who follow you that that was easy. We had hundreds of people ready to go. And then we had bad timing and the big bombshell dropped in the New York Daily News. Right, which was not even a part of my plan either. Right, that was just all of a sudden sent to me, and but by someone I didn't who was, know that by someone who was helping me. Yeah, I didn't know that. So you just knew that you somebody was helping you out, and they had the book, and then the next thing you know, how right. many stories book, posted one day? Oh, I don't even know, but yeah, it it got me like in trouble. <laughs> yeah, can my, you talk about that or no? Uh, um, that's all blown over now, but right. I mean that stuff's out there too, like with uh, my job. But we're all good with that. But it was the month of December. Let's just put it this way: like I did not sleep. I had mm. so much anxiety, and. What's important now is that I am a best-selling author, and that's awesome. Right. Right. But I knew that, see, because we had the book funnel, there were people who were able to read the book. And so that was like tipped off, that information with the book funnel. So then that article was written off of the book funnel information. Oh, that wasn't through the publicist? Well, that he was the one that sent it it to them. Got it. But I didn't know anything about the timing. and Right. Right. And so, yeah, and the way we do it is so different because usually advanced sales matter a lot, but we don't even offer advanced sales. And so, and so it launches and, you know, and then all we can say, all I can say is paparazzi chased you here when you came to <laughs> do the audio book. Yeah. And so, and so then tell me about this launch. So, so by the time, by the day it came out, which was, um, you know, the day of your launch party in LA, was that fun? Like, what was that like? Well, I only saw the book, the physical copy of the book, I only saw about a half an hour before my party. Right. I know. And we didn't even know if the books were going to be there Oh, I remember. We had um, 
our my assistant was going to pick them up and they wouldn't let her get them. So yes. thankfully I had not, I was going to leave for the day and thankfully right. I had like five extra minutes to stop by and, and pick them up. I know. And then they were in the car all the day, car all the all day long. And then I got to the party and brought them in and opened them up. <laughs> and it was, it was, we sold, you sold every single one that night. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny because like, I, I was, you know, I get very like in, into this and I was like, is her party going to be okay? I mean, she's not promoting it. And, you know, and, and then I go and it's not only mobbed, but it's mobbed with people I knew from all sorts of aspects of my life. Right. Well, the reason I didn't put it that one on social media is because I had it at a meditation studio unplug and they invited some of their people. And I knew that the space only took like a hundred people. So right. I am going to be doing a book signing coming up that I will promote on social media and anyone who missed the first party if they want to come by. Where's that? Well it might be still, too late by Yeah, the time we're still we're still figuring that out. Well, and so and then you kind of got to go on this ride. Right. Tell us about, tell me about that ride. I just connected with some people that I've worked with in the news business and tried to set up a little book tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to New York and had uh, two, pu- two publicists helped me throw a party there. And then I'm from Philly. So I went on um, Good Day Philly because I knew like the anchor there from my Fox News days. And then mm-hmm. I was going to visit my parents in Florida. So I said, OK, well, let me look and see who's the Fox morning anchor on the station there in West Palm. Turns out it was a girl that I had mentored. She was now the anchor there. And I still had her number in my phone. So I texted her. Wow. She's like, yeah, I'll totally hook you up with that. And then... Our sister station down in um, San Diego, as well as in San Francisco, I was able to get interviews on there too when I came back. So, and you had. And tons- I'm doing Vegas next week. Fox oh, Vegas amazing! On Friday next week. And you, I know that people were pursuing you a lot because they were coming. A lot of them were coming through me. <laughs> and so, what was that like to suddenly have your personal life out there? You never really have. And to have media coming to you, like you've been on the other side of it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting being asked the questions, although thankfully I know how to deflect if it's something I don't want to answer or just bring it back to my message. Because you only get like three minutes or in an interview, so you gotta make sure you get the yeah, the the message out. But I mean, I'm happy with everything. I could, I, you know, I, I would I have liked to have done more press in New York, sure, but the Iran situation was happening right when I went there, and so everyone was kind of like, no. But I'm going back there in um, April, so mm-hmm. I guess that's the thing about having a book. Anytime you're going anywhere, you can reach out and say like, hey, can I come promote my book? Or you can at least with addiction, you can tie it into like, oh, this latest study on overdose death or something yeah yeah um or something (laughs) no um the most recent one was like white women are being affected by alcohol more than any other and what better representative of white women right? right um so what has been the most surprising thing about transitioning into being an author hmm i don't i don't feel like too much has changed, but it's been nice to see people rally around me and and support it and Mm -hmm. post little Insta stories and recommend the book 
to their friends. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice to read those 46 reviews on Amazon. Every review Actually, counts, you guys. 45 of them are five stars, and one person who obviously didn't read it did a one star. Nice. You got a hater. <laughs> yeah, because there was not even a way that that person could have had the book by the time that they read right. it. So. Right. That was an unverified purchase. Trump supporter, possibly. Probably. And, um, and, have so so nothing surprising. Oh, the yeah. biggest surprise is that my parents read it. Yes, what's they that were like? adamant about they were not going to be reading it. But I knew, like my mom, because all of her friends were reading it and telling her that it was so good. I knew her curiosity was going to get the best of her, and so she read it and she was like, "Oh wow." I, I'm so impressed with your writing. And then she sent me a picture of my dad reading the book. She's like, dad's reading it. And I was like, oh gosh, she's gonna like hear about me like having threesomes with chocolates and strawberry sauce all over me. <laughs> oh my God. But then I got a text the next day, dad really loved your book. We're both impressed that you are such like a good writer. You know who else is impressed by that is me because most, almost, I would say 99% of the people who come to us saying, oh, I wrote my book myself, nobody helped me. We're like, oh, God, help us, head in our hands. And, you know, you're not you know, a professional writer. No, and but I do reads, write stories. It, yeah, for it reads a like living. you are a oh. professional writer for a living. And, um, and that's pretty amazing. Well, that's sweet because I kind of used my, I mean, I'm very in my voice about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what, I mean, I know there are things you would have done differently, but let's talk about what your tips are for people who are launching books or go- or thinking about writing books and want to do it effectively. I think um, the you either have to do what my friend Brandon did and do it all yourself if you have that luxury of time and brain space to, to learn it all. Right. And I, I mean, I think this whole like self-publishing, hybrid publishing is the way to go only because of the statistics. Like, Anna, you told me that two out of 10,000 proposals get picked up by the top five. If if I would have known that, I never would have wasted my time with doing the proposal. And then it was hard for me to find a lit agent, too. I went months and months and months and couldn't get one. And then I had the big publishers See, now I realize, like HarperCollins, for example, they did Debbie Moore's book and Jessica Simpson's book. Mm -hmm. So for me, they were like, well, she's a decent following. Right. Whereas another publisher would have been like, oh, my God, look at her following. Well, no, no, no. They were saying I wasn't A-list enough. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Where if if they have Demi Moore and Jessica Simpson, right. comparatively you, speaking. You said um, that people need to have like 2 million legit followers. No, I think I, I just, the people I know who sell books are people who aren't even writers and don't even have interesting stories to tell who have about 100,000 followers mm-hmm. or a newsletter list of 10,000. And it's so sad because it has nothing to do with right. quality. It has well, nothing I hope, to do I with. I hope some of those people that turned me down, like, yeah, got are seeing, to, to, got to see the news about it. Yeah. Ooh, I haven't even checked to see how many books I've We're going to do that. We're going to do, do that after. It's kind of exciting. Um, and so, <clears throat> yeah. And so the surprising thing was having your parents read it and like it and not be shocked by your 
crazy girl behavior. Right. And and not too many people have been shocked about the stories. Everybody loves the book. Mm-hmm. They really do. And they, it's fun when they come to you. Like some of my friends have typed up notes and they're like, okay, they go down the line and they're like, who was the celebrity you were in rehab with? And you know, yes, I was, love that. Who was that guy you were doing coke with? And, and what, what happened with this and that? So can you reveal any of those things to my listeners? Well, I can tell you who I was in rehab with only because it ended up coming out that Catherine Zeta-Jones went to Silver Hill. So that news went everywhere. Right. So she was the one in there. I just I didn't want to put that in there again, but or I didn't want to put it in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, in terms of people who are Trump supporters. And if you didn't read the book, obviously this is terrible. It was such a mild story. It was really in the whole scheme of things, it's a mild story, but it is the president of the United States. And that's the only thing that makes it less mild. But it wasn't at the time. Who was not president at the time. But in case anyone has not read the book, uh, Courtney writes about how he told her she was the prettiest uh, anchor at Fox News. True. And asked if she wanted to come to his office and kiss him. And he said... You should come up to the office sometime so we can kiss. That's just so insane. Well, I just that who says that like that? Like that was the just president so of the United States. Well, he wasn't at the time. I know. But still, we were both married. So I said, Donald, I believe we're both married. And this was over the phone. By the right. Way. And my office mate was with me. And so <laughs> when this came out, he came out on the record saying, I can confirm Courtney's account. Oh, great. And um, and, and hey. He hasn't denied it. He hasn't, he hasn't denied come out it. And said anything. He's busy. Yes. We'll, we'll admit he's busy. He, he is busy. And then there was something about Roger Ailes as well, also a big right. I felt that those stories were important to put in with the with um, the timing of Bombshell coming out. People mm-hmm. are curious about that. And mm-hmm. and look, those were stories that happened in my early sobriety. So that's yeah. the chapter it was in. It was like. Hey, I'm not getting any airtime. I'm feeling X, Y, and Z, like very vulnerable. And look what's happening. I'm having to do twirls and like the freaking presidents or, you know, Donald Trump's hitting on me and like I'm not drinking over it. Right, right, right. Totally right. And I deflected like, okay, I, you know, made a, I made it a humorous situation like, oh, they have DOMS, dirty old man syndrome or dirty old man symptoms. And right. And so what would you like this book to do for you in your dream? I mean, and I know you've told me like, you know, this is your like gift or whatever. It's to be of service. It's to help people. But Art, do you have any ideas about what it could do? Um, You know, in terms of speaking, in terms of would you ever want to do coaching, something like that? I haven't thought about the coaching angle. Speaking would be nice, but I'd I'd have to work something out to be like part-time with my job Mm because I have two young kids and it's just like hard to be out of town all the time. Right. Because uh, I only am divorced, so I only have them half the time. I just, I feel so guilty when like right. on my two days off, if I'm traveling, that's when I have the kids, like right. with me if I'm traveling. I mean, but if things come up here and there, like my old college um, saw this news and I might have the chance to go speak with them. And I've spoke for the DEA before and I'm going to again in April. And what's it like to s- sit and sign books? Is that like, I mean, I know you're used to like kind of glamorous, fabulous things, but is right. there something you kind of like signing my headshot autograph? <laughs> right. But headshots. isn't there something about signing books? Yeah. That's... The first, I mean, that night it, it was so surreal for sure. Yeah. 
And I always make sure I personalize the messages. I feel all this pressure. I want to write something really clever. And and I'm always like, wait, what's their name? Oh, my God. I know they're, you oh, know, that I thing. did that. I did that with my fiance's friend at the party. And we had just had dinner with him, like, yeah. the weekend before. And I was like, ah. I kept trying to stall it. How I'm do like, you spell it? That's how you, that's I, what you do. Well, it's Trace. Totally. Like, how do you spell that? Why Why not? Um, and then, of course, he, like, went back and was like, oh, she doesn't remember who I am. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it was like a whirlwind that whole day. <laughs> and have you read aloud sections that you didn't at that party? But have you? I have not done that. I haven't even read through it in the book version. Yeah. I, I read through it to go over the last of the stuff. Yeah. But... No, I mean, yeah, one of the things I would have done differently is maybe make it a little longer because mm-hmm. it ended up being shorter. But mm-hmm. again, like I kind of was, I kind of had help, but I was also kind of on my own. And then we were so up against the deadline. Wall. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking about canceling it all or not canceling it. Yeah. Postponing. And then two of the par- two of the three parties I wasn't able to cancel. I remember and then I, well. I yeah. also really wanted the book to come out in January because of dry January mm-hmm. and like new year, new you. So you said you could make it happen and you did. You moved heaven and earth. We moved heaven and earth and it happened and it was really kind of a, and still is like a fun and exciting ride. Um, yeah, this one will stand out for you. Yeah, <laughs> I had your, a TV agent, <laughs> a TV agent who didn't, who doesn't represent you. I forgot to tell you this. Who reached out to me because of the book and was interested in having. He was so sweet, having like seeing what the deal was for some of his clients, and then maybe he went to a book. So yeah, they've got some interest. Um, but so okay, but back to tips. So you would say either really learn. Oh right, how, I mean. I would think save some uh, save some money save and some money. have a team like you yes. do it because then you could get to keep your rights. Yep. But it's just the investment up front. Yeah. So that's one way to do it. I, I don't think the traditional publisher way is – I mean, if you can do a propo- – if you want to do a proposal on your own, then that kind of gives you at least an outline for the book. So I was grateful that I had done. It's just an expensive proposal. outline. It was. It ended up being a very expensive outline. Yeah. yeah. But not if I had done it myself. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known what I was doing. I, I knew know. nothing about this. World. I know. I know. And it kills me. So many people talk to me and they say like, "Well, no, I just I want my book in a bookstore. I'm going to try tradition." And I'm just like. Uh, okay, I'll talk to you in two years when you, you've broken your heart. I know it does right. happen for well, people. Well, and for me, the most important thing, because my book, I think, is only available on Amazon and now soon to be Audible. So for me, I only get books on Amazon or Audible. So right. that's where I wanted it to be. Right. And someone was asking me the other day about it being in a bookstore. And I was like, you know, if, if people get the book like if they can only go to a bookstore to get the book they're probably really old and they probably wouldn't even like all the raunchy <laughs> no, stories your in target. my book anyways like i'm sure most people except like my grandma you know have a an amazon account i know but people i know i agree one thing i will say two of our clients darren prince and right. emily paulson have their books in tons of bookstores because they went and like basically uh, tapped on the shoulder of the people there and said, will you have my book here? Emily told me she her book is in 70 bookstores. Wow. Um, and, and then she just does a consignment, probably. She does a consignment. 
Um, I'm I'm learning every that day. That seems like a lot, though, to keep up with, like to have to know where all your stores are and everything. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Track them down and be like, how many did we sell? I think you have to kind of let go of the results and go, well, you know, if they get back to me with sales, it's right. fine. Although, isn't she buying the books? I don't actually know what her arrangement is. But and what's the deal? Like, there's Ingram Spark. Too. Yes. And by the way, I now know how to do that. We've now added that. So we can do that for you. Okay. <laughs> cool. A post-release present. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's but here's what people don't know is um, you know, three percent Barnes and Noble orders three percent roughly of the books that are available in Ingram. And that's oh, wow. including all traditionally published books. Then publishers pay a ton of money for that placement. People say, oh, I want my book in bookstores. Well, Hudson News, you can pay them something like $30,000 and they'll put it there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's all kind of become that. And that's why I think Amazon is the great equalizer and right. Audible. Um, and so, oh, you know what? We'll launch this in conjunction with the Audible release so you can get Courtney reading the book herself. Yay. Okay, but so, okay, we're still on tips. So one is either learn um, yourself all the elements. Mm -hmm. um, don't do traditional publishing. Good tip, right? Right. Um, save money because you're going to want to spend it on launch expenses. Um, well, and, and what else you, would you say, I mean, plan travel and then just, you know, I think a lot of it, I've done this before. It's like, I've got this trip booked. I've spent the money. I better make the most of it and find some way to promote my book when right. I'm there. Right. Cause then you can write the trip off too. Write the trip off and justify, you know, why you I have there. a trip booked going to Transylvania, ah. Romania. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can do anything there. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Maybe someone you mentored, you know, is now a correspondent in Romania, Romanian correspondent. Um, what else? Are there other tips? Weather the storm. Yeah, and I would think um, work on not caring what people think. Mm -hmm. For me, because I was putting so many vulnerable things out there, I have gotten the questions like, but what about your kids? And what about your job? And what about coming out about being sober and all of that? And right. It's like, look, my intention for this was not to get famous or to get rich. It was mm -hmm. to help people. So mm -hmm. that's a pure intention. Mm -hmm. So what can people say about that? If they And if they have a problem, like, oh, I'm sorry, do you have a problem with my truth? Right. Because that's my truth and that's my story. So. Yeah. You have a problem with me trying to help people? Does right. that offend you? Yeah. Um, and, and, um, anything else? I mean, so I know for your LA party, you wanted to make it personal to you. That seems like that was something that was really important to you. You had the meditation teacher that you found in early sobriety lead a meditation. So right. do you have and a tip around that? was a very special place for me. Yeah. Well, for my Philly party, I just reached out to a bookstore and saw that they did the, so the, um, readings and stuff. So yeah, so you did do, reach out to bookstores too. Yeah, just and it's funny they have like ten remaining books from my party there, and I told them I was like, you guys, you are literally the only store in America that has my books. But now that you know that they were so happy to do it, maybe you should see. That's also so that's something I want to offer. Is like, wouldn't that be amazing if I could offer that service of we'll get you in books? You know, we'll make those calls to indie bookstores. Yeah, and get them in there. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. kind of like the press angle, I guess. 
Yeah. And in terms of press, I mean, your experience is obviously different than most. But um, well, the advice is to find the news peg. Yeah. So if your book is about how to, I don't know, not have anxiety when you fly because of your afraid the plane's going to crash. And right. Then, like you hear about a plane crash, like immediately reach out. And it's spoken like, like a true news correspondent. <laughs> like, hey, I have a book about how to like c- comb your fears of anxiety flying. So uh, like, let's talk about it. And somebody who. That was, that was maybe a bad example. Not really. Not really. It could be like, you know, after the next school, sh- you write a book about school shootings. Certainly you want to be on the news, you know, listening to the news if there's a school shooting. And if it's somebody who doesn't have your connections, do you have tips as someone in the news? What's a good way to I reach think someone? now you can just find people through Instagram. Really? So you would say DM reporters? I would look for who does the types of segments. Like if you're writing a book about cars and you see on ABC, there's the guy that does the car segments. I would look for him. I mean, you Mm -hmm. have to be like a little Nancy Drew. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want your article to be in the LA Times and in the Saturday, Sunday section, then you, this is what I did actually. But um, they were like, oh yeah, we we already did something like that. But I just, I I was just stuck because I wasn't using a publicist at first Mm -hmm. for this. So I would just stalk people. You found- Not everybody got back to me. Right. That's the other thing is you can't take it personally. No, no. Um, Well, this has been awesome. Is there anything else that you want people to know about your book, about you, about launching a book? Well, I just love that statistic about how 80% of the people in the world think they have a book in them, but only 3% write it. Write it. Yeah. It feels good to now have it because it was something that was in the works. And I know so many people who are trying to write books and you just get stuck. So set set deadlines for yourself. I think that's helpful too. Yeah, you have officially joined the 1%. It's true. It's true. Okay, Courtney, thank you so much. And you guys, thank you for listening. As always, if you love this episode and this show, please rate. It'll take two seconds. It even means more than an Amazon review. But if you're in a real reviewing mode, also go review Courtney's book. Right? Tonight okay. at 10. Tonight Kicking at 10. Kicking booze. News. Sorry. You say it. I <laughs> talked over you. Tonight at 10. Kicking booze and breaking news. And you can get it on Audible as well. Also, there is a website, Courtney Friel Book. Dot com. So um, check it out. Um, see you next time.